Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Both hours, Stuby. Both hours. What a deal. They're nice people. I love representing them here. I tell them when I meet with them that I feel like I'm on their sales team. That's the way you you uh, have to think when you're in in this business because I really am trying to support them and and represent them and it's an easy representation they're great people so welcome we're glad you're here I have two open lines we have Gene and Dallas will be coming up in just a moment and then we have uh, you if you call right now 888-787-KLIF 888-787-5543 call right now won't you please and uh, that'll get us going. Uh, things that I mentioned as we began the program uh, an hour ago, I'm going to mention again. If you have shrubs and trees that you have planted this spring out of containers, all of their roots are in those original soil balls that uh, they, they came with. Excuse the grammar. And uh, they need to be watered by hand. If they were in a 10-gallon pot, they need 10 gallons of water every two days at these temperatures. Every two days, 10 gallons of water. If you want to, if you want to turn your drippers on and see how long you'd have to run drip irrigation to get 10 gallons of water, go ahead and do that. You will be amazed. And drip irrigation is not going to cut the mustard. Don't even count on that. It's a joke for that, for that purpose. Once they're established, okay, I'll I'll give you that, but not new plants. Please save your plants. You'll lose them if you count on drip irrigation. You'll lose them if you count on sprinkler irrigation for your lawn. Uh, Your lawn is not going to dry out that quickly. They will dry out very quickly because they're in a lightweight planting mix and uh, for for ease of transportation and handling. And... um, and so as a result, they'll dry out very quickly, and the plants around them, the established plants, will not dry out that quickly. So you need to water them by hand. You can you can use either a water breaker or a water bubbler on the end of the hose so that you can turn it on at full volume, and you can get them watered in just half a minute or so per plant. But if you don't do that, you're going to lose them, and you'll waste all that money that you spent to buy those beautiful plants. And you'll say, I wish I'd listened to Neil back then. There are a few of you saying that already because you've already blown it. So just keep that in mind. And then the other thing that I said an hour ago is that it is time right now, it's the tail end of the time, for applying imidacloprid systemic insecticide to prevent the uh, the problem of crepe myrtle bark scale, the uh, white insect that looks like mealybugs on the stems and twigs of crepe myrtles, the crepe myrtle bark scale and aphids for that matter, crepe myrtle aphids, give rise to the sticky honeydew residue that coats the leaves and twigs that gives rise to black sooty mold that grows on the stems and branches. The black mold is what everybody gets all upset about, and it's actually the crepe myrtle bark scale that you have to go after. And to do that, you use a soil drench of imidacloprid. I'm going to spell it for you. And it's a very common systemic insecticide. It needs to be applied mid-May. Now, now, not next week, now. I-M-I-D-A-C-L-O-P-R-I-D, systemic insecticide, imidacloprid, applied now. Okay, let me tell you about Whiskey Stone, then we'll go to uh, Gene in Dallas. Okay, nobody's calling yet, or else Mike hadn't posted them yet. 888 787 K-L-I-F-888-787-5543. Whiskey Stone, since 1983, they have been experts who have been leading the Metroplex in landscape dreams turned into realities. 22 acres of beautiful stone. This is the largest hardscape selection anywhere in Texas, including natural stone for building and landscaping projects. They have a stone for every project that you might have going on. They're beautiful boulders that they have with moss on them and all that. You get the picture of that. Maybe you just need them for decorative accents. Maybe maybe uh, you want a beautiful stone for a retaining wall, or you need uh, river rock for decorative use. Maybe you need decorative gravel of some sort. Uh, Perhaps you want uh, 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 ledge stone for a retaining wall or patio stone 
or pavestone, interlocking concrete pavers. They have it all, and they also have people who are well-versed in how to install them to guide you and, and to guide you on how much to buy also. Take photos of things that you like and that you're trying to emulate and take measurements of where you're going to be doing these uh, improvement projects, and they'll help you. Now, go out and take a look around. They're open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays, at 4501 East Loop 820 South in southeast Fort Worth, far southeast Fort Worth, 4501 East Loop 820 South. The phone number is 817-429-0822, 817-429-0822. The website, whiz, W-H-I-Z, hyphen, Q, Dot com. It's WhizQ Stone. I'm Doug from Jabo's Ace Hardware. We're your source for great outdoor products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Now back to you, Neil. All right, Doug, thank you very, very much. And now finally we go to Gene in Dallas. Gene, you have made it to the top of the stack. How can I help you this afternoon? Well, hello, Neil. I'm privileged to have a small poison ivy garden. Oh, boy. It's at the street curb in the middle of the yard. It's about okay. 6 by 10, and I fought it last year. And in the fall, I didn't show any more, but it's back strong this year. And there's another small patch, uh, 3 by 5, further down the curb. I tried uh, vinegar last year, and I did insult it. Hmm. And I tried bleach, but... Uh, and I had them beat back pretty well, but I just got to kill the roots. And I'm willing to cover this with black plastic bags and vapam or whatever and start over with the grass. I, I've just got to get rid of this. Yeah. Vapam hadn't been used in 30 years. It's not available. Okay. Um, what What is around the poison ivy? What else is there? Is it turf grass? Just, is it Just grass, St. Augustine. Okay. All right. There's a lot of shade, so it's not, it's not real strong. Okay. Um, the, the easy way to get rid of poison ivy in that kind of a setting is to use a product that contains 2,4-D, broadleaf weed killer. It's uh, mm. the numbers 2, comma 4, and then a hyphen, and D like in dandelion. And, um, and that will eliminate it. It might take two or three sprays just because you have underground stems, uh, but, but that will eliminate it. It's it, it's not difficult, and especially right now because it's growing actively. If you wait much longer, it'll get very very woody by midsummer. But this is the time to treat it. I was amazed to hear you say easy. <laughs> well, I've I've sprayed a lot of it, and I never had a whole lot so of. So you just you just going for the leaves. Well, yeah, it's the 2,4-D is a systemic uh, uh, hormone type weed killer. It has to go in through the leaves and then is carried into the into the stems and the roots. Um, if you have just mowed the poison ivy, it's not going to give you much control because it has to go in through a flush of growth. So I don't need to put this into the ground at all? No. Well, the answer is no, you should not. Um, and, and you notice that I said 2,4-D. Most of the products that have 2,4-D in them also have two other active ingredients now, uh, when I got into this business, 2,4-D was a freestanding product. And about 35 years ago, another a, a pair of products was mixed with it, and together they were called Trimec. And Trimec has two, the, the, the other two uh, active ingredients are soil active. They go in through the roots. I'm not a big fan of those because they, in big use, where you go in and spray a big area and, and are careless in how you apply it, they could soak into the soil and be taken up by tree roots. In the areas the size of what you described, that would not be a problem. But uh, just okay. because other people are listening and hearing this conversation, I, I normally don't uh, don't like to see people use those products over big areas with trees involved. But to be very candid, I have used those products because they're so much easier to find uh, with a pump sprayer applied to poison ivy beneath trees, but I'm very careful just to put it on the foliage of the poison ivy, not to soak the soil with it. Okay. Well, that's that's good news. Thank you. I'm, I'm amazed, actually. Well, it can, uh, it can uh, let me, let me just back up and people who have listened to me for much time probably get just 
kind of bored to death with this commentary. This next thing, it'll take 20 seconds. This is what my dad did for his living. He did research for these products for Texas A&M. As, uh-huh. as A&M worked with the producers, the, the manufacturers, um, I think this might have been a Dow product at that time. I don't remember. But uh, there was a whole uh, Quonset hut out by Easterwood Airport at A&M that had all these weed killers in it. And the, the 2,4-D products were over there in that one. And the other products were over in the second building. And uh, that was because they, they didn't want to get them mixed. And um, and I I worked with him summer after summer after summer. I loved that work, uh, applying these and watching and helping ca- uh, tabulate the results uh, all uh-huh. across Texas on on weeds like bitterweed in in South Texas and out in West Texas and coyotea in Uvalde and Texas mountain laurel in in uh, outside Lakey and I mean I can I can tell you. Uh, 15 other plants that we tried all these products on that were poisonous to livestock and and so i i watched these things work and so that's why i say poison ivy is easy compared to some of them well great by the way let me support you on your ground cover stories uh, i had tried san augustine in a very shady area in my yard several times and it would dwindle and go away and I finally went to ground cover. I thought it was liriope, but it turns out from your advice that I was already doing the uh, mondo grass. Mm-hmm. It's about 12 inches high now, and uh, it it's evergreen in snow or two, minus 2 degrees. It doesn't care. It's uh, It covers, and uh, I was pleased to hear that I had done the right thing, that you you did that too. <laughs> Yeah, it's isn't that pretty? It, it just it's so durable, and uh, so it easy is. to care for, and you can get leaves out of it so easily. I really like it. I'm glad it. I'm glad it's worked for you, Gene. Thanks for all the advice. Thanks. You betcha. Thanks for listening. Take care. Have a great day. All right. His line is open, folks. In fact, all the lines are open. It's like okay, you going to boycott Neil this afternoon? Is that what's going to be? Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, Mike. Do you mind calling a, a question in? <laughs> Mike Bass is running the boards in there, and he's saying, Neil, no calls coming in. So that happens. It happens every once in a while. People get busy. Um, So 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. It's a good time to call, obviously. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening and a very unexpected opportunity. You know, uh, if you've listened very long, I've been doing this for about six weeks on this special. Uh, it was a supply chain issue. I alerted my printer uh, last uh, October. I wanted to, I, I said, I'm going to be I'm more than willing to pay you to go ahead and get the paper, have it in the house, get the ink, have it in the house. I foresee that we will run out of the fifth printing of my book sometime mid-spring. Uh, therefore, I want to be ready to roll on the sixth printing sometime early spring. I don't want any interruptions. And they said, done we'll do that get your bid and uh, we'll we'll get underway as soon as you accept the bid they got me the bid i said deal let's do it and then about two weeks later i get a note back saying can't find any paper anywhere it's all back ordered by six to twelve months what and so i put the skid on any kind of special offers anything on the fifth printing books that i had hoarding them thinking all right that's gotta hang on to these things i don't want to be out and then all of a sudden I get the message, we have the paper, we'll have the books finished. So now here's what I have. I have about a pallet and a half left of fifth printing books. I want to get the sixth printing books in as soon as they're available, and they are available, but they're in San Antonio. And uh, so I have put the fifth printing books on sale. That's a long windup for this pitch. Thirty-two ninety-five is all you have to pay. There are two paragraphs that refer to the cold of February 2021, and that's the only difference in these two books. Same thing exactly. So you might as well save the money and get the fifth printing. Thirty-two ninety-five. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter two is that really detailed 48-page calendar, four pages per month for a perpetual calendar that tells you when you need to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray. All the plants in your landscape and garden. Tips on everything you need to do month by month. 
Then chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables, extensive charts, 840 photographs, 344 pages of that high-quality paper, and a hardback printed in Texas. All that for $32.95. Satisfaction guaranteed, or I'll give you all of your money back, no questions asked. 75,000 copies sold to date, not one request for a refund. You'll get a signed copy, but you need to order while I still have fifth printing copies on hand. It won't last too much longer. Here's the phone number to call. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. You need to call my office, business hours, Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769, or the better way is to order it right now from my website at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Thank you, sir. And Baylor's Cotton White Health. This is a great organization of wonderful professionals. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden healthy and happy. Well, it takes that same amount of work to uh, keep us healthy and happy. It's just that it's, it's a lot more serious. And the beloved healthcare workers who are out there on the front line have spent two and a half years now trying to keep us out of harm's way. And we owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. So thank you for never giving in and thank you for never settling for good enough. Those are words that just don't come out of the mouths of people at Baylor, Scott & White. Good enough is just not part of their vocabulary. It's not easy to protect us from COVID, but you have done that and you continue to do that. We see you showing up every day, giving every ounce of your energy. This was uh, my week to see three of my medical uh, support people, and they're great people. These are my friends at Baylor Scott & White, and I'm wearing my mask in there. That's what we need to do. They want us to. It's a requirement. I don't have any problem at all with that. People who say, oh, I don't want to wear a mask anymore, you know, let's not quibble over it. These are people who are standing there in the the way of harm, and they have done that uh, and uh, not quibbled. So wear our masks. Get word around to say thank you to the frontline people. And it's not just the healthcare people at Baylor Scott and White, it's, it's teachers and the police and firemen as well, paramedics. Oh my goodness, there are some wonderful people out there. Pastors, for that matter. I'm going to be talking to my pastor in about 20 minutes here. So thank you to the frontline people and at this point, especially to Baylor Scott and White Health for the frontline for all that you have done. Join me right now. Let's just say thank you. Hello, I'm Sunny from Dallas Ace Hardware next to Duncanville. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, someone who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Sunny, very much. And uh, let's go back to our phone lines. Thank you. The phones are filled. You have uh, you have uh, given me hope. I appreciate that. Kevin and Carrollton, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. I have a, I have about a nine-foot young pecan tree in my backyard. This is the first year we've seen a little galls or balls or something on the leaves themselves. I've cracked them open. There is some kind of larva inside there. I've done some reading, and it says to spray it with something for aphids. Is that oh, no. No, 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 no. I should be looking at? No, that's not what that is. That's pecan phylloxera, P-H-Y-L-L-O-X-E-R-A. Did you get that? <laughs> Pecan phylloxera gall, G-A-L-L. And okay, anything I need to do about that? Well, there's nothing you can do right now. Those leaves are going to fall. And scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being devastating to the pecan tree, these might tip at 1. I have them all over my pecans. We, we get pecan leaves hitting our driveway every spring. 
uh, 50 leaves, 100 leaves off a, a 60-foot-tall pecan tree. And, you know, if I were chicken little, I could go out and be nervous about it, but I'm not. They, they don't, they've never killed a pecan tree. They don't, uh, they're just kind of factory equipment uh, with pecans. All right. of, of all the things that, that we worry about with pecans, that's the last place winner. It's not, right. not a big deal. Not a problem. One quick, one quick question. Can I trim sure. a couple of lower limbs on that thing right now? Is it a good time of year to just do one or two small lower limbs? Um, okay, tell me. Uh, I, I want to ask some questions before I give you that answer. Tell me when you planted it this year or last year. Oh, it's about a four-year-old tree now. Oh, okay. And it's nine feet tall. And how far off the ground are the is the bottom limb? The bottom limbs I'm looking at are a little over waist high. So 30, 36 inches, somewhere in there. I don't know how tall you yes. are. You <laughs> right. starting center for somebody. Um, yeah, you want to come up probably about 40% of the way on the tree uh, and, and prune the limbs off at that at that point. Uh, it's, it's a good idea to leave them a little longer than would feel comfortable. Uh, the, the pecan growers have a, have a, a process that they call trashy trunk where they prune the, the branches and leave about five or six inches of branch sticking out for a while. And they find that the trunks thicken up faster if they do that. In a home landscape setting, I don't, I don't know that I want to recommend that because people forget to come back and clean up those stubs and they can lead to decay eventually. So, but I would, I would prune up about 40% of the way. So if it's nine feet tall, uh, you'd come up about, uh, about four feet. Three and a half to four. Okay, no feet. problem. So you're, you maybe you take the one off. You can always take should another one off later. Yeah. Should I wait till fall to do that, or can I go ahead and do one or two of them now? No, you could do one or two now. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Kevin. Thank you. All right. And let's see where we are time wise. Um, let me. I can help Pam in Colleyville pretty quickly. Uh-huh. I think. Let's do that now. Hi, Pam. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have four little gardenia trees. And the buds are turning black, lots of buds, but they're all turning black and not, you know, opening up. And there are some yellow leaves on the on the little trees, too. What can I do to fix the problem? All right. How long have you had these? Oh, I just planted them about two months ago. All right. And uh, where are they? Are they in full sun? Are they in full shade? Are they what? No, they're in, they're in... Um, they get full sun, west sun in the afternoon. Otherwise, right. they don't get too much sun till then. All right. Uh, the fact that the buds have turned black means that they are aborting, and they're aborting because something uh, catastrophic has happened to them. It may be that the plant got way the plants got way too dry once in the as they were developing. Um, it, it can also happen. This is not the case. But it can also happen if we buy plants and bring them home and leave them sitting on the driveway in the shade too long, they'll abort their buds. Uh, but I, I kind of wonder if it might not be that they're in too much sun. That's an awful lot of sun for gardenias. Gardenias would do best if they were in uh, morning sun till about 10 o'clock in the morning and then shade the rest of the day. This is a, a rather foreboding environment for gardenias here in, in North Texas. What kind of uh, what kind of soil do you have natively in, in your part of Colleyville? Is it is it black clay or is it red? No, it's black. No, it's red. Oh, my husband says it's red. Okay, yeah, I, red. I heard that. I heard that. Okay. Yeah, that's that's to your advantage because that will mean that it has a good bit of iron in it, and uh, that's what they need. However, your irrigation water will be very alkaline, and that will tie up that iron. So in a long term, uh, that's going to work to the detriment of the gardenias. But, but I'll, bet you, I'll bet you they either got too dry or just too hot this week. How long has this blackening been going on? Oh, gosh, probably a month because I've gone to different you know, places asking what to do, what to do. And somebody said, I have bugs on the plants. I don't see any. Well, if, okay, the, the insect that would cause them to turn black would be thrips. Thrips would be inside the buds, and when you peel the buds open, you would see little shiver, uh, sliver-shaped insects about the size of a, of a one- or two-day whisker. 
uh, moving okay. around if they are if if that's what's causing the problem they should be very visible normally thrips are not going to be a problem with young buds they will they will show up when the buds are just about ready to open uh, thrips are are not uncommon on on gardenias um, and and it's even when they open if you have any that have opened then you can look down at the bases of the petals and look for thrips they're okay. they're big enough that you should be able to see them they're not big but but uh, but they're big enough to see especially on the white petals but that would be the insect and and the control for them would be the same systemic insecticide i mentioned earlier for crepe myrtle bark scale and that would be to apply imidacloprid I won't go through all that spelling again, but that would be applied about three or four weeks before the bloom time. I don't know that that's the case. This sounds this sounds more like a like a, a sudden problem. Fact that this started a month ago and you planted them two months ago. Now I go back to Plan A, which was I wonder if these sat in a in a in a wrong condition too long before they got planted. Well, you know. Who knows where they came from? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Think about so. Who knows that? But, well, that right, that well, would I be yeah. That would be my bigger concern at this point because it's been going on so long. Good luck with it. I hope I helped. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Lily and Plano will be coming up right on the other side of our tiny garden tip, and we're going to talk about Asian jasmine, folks. If you'd like to call, this is your chance to call now. Please, I'm not going to give the number too many more times, but I really would like to hear from you. Eight eight eight. 787-KLIF-888-787-5543. ACE is the place with helpful hardware folks, local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure that you get your job done right. You're going in to get a paintbrush. They're going to ask you if you if you need sandpaper to prepare the, the painting surface first before you start getting into the job. The same with grilling. You have all the supplies you need. They're not trying to upsell you. They just want you to succeed. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on miracle Grow Garden Soil. For $8.99, but you save $2 more with your Ace Rewards card, you pay only $6.99, a limit of $60. Grow a bountiful harvest with miracle Grow garden soil, vegetables, and herbs, enriched with a blend of essential nutrients and formulated with continuous-release plant food. It will feed plants for up to three months. Ready to grow big, beautiful, in-ground flowers? Trust miracle Grow garden soil flowers. Enriched with continuous-release plant food, this soil will feed for up to three months. Meanwhile, moisture control technology protects plants against over- and under-watering. Grow plants twice as big with miracle Grow versus unfed plants. It's for in-ground use only. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods, pretty important parts of our neighborhoods. This is one of those uh, stores that, that when you see it coming to your town, it's time to celebrate. Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. On the next Markley Van Camp and Robin show, the newest excuse for inflation is the best yet. White supremacy. Nah, that's easy. Can't be that. Markley Van Camp and Robbins. Weekdays at noon on 570 KLIF. And let me tell you about Neil Spray's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer directly to your email. And that happens Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. Mine normally arrives about 6.02 or 6.03. It comes by constant contact, and uh, we have about 80,000 people who get eGardens about that time. And so its time varies just a little bit because of that uh, large number that go out. Uh, People really, uh, they tell me they really do like eGardens. I hope you will give it a try. I think you'll like it. And... um, a couple of things I always promise to you. I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody, and I'll never spam you. I don't send you anything that says, hey, since you subscribed to eGardens, thought you'd like to do this or do that. I don't do that to you. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that. It is a legitimate 52 issues a year, one per week, uh, electronic newsletter, and nothing more than that. The only exception would be if there's a weather alert or something of that sort or a plague of locusts or something else. But uh, that happens maybe one time a year, and uh, that's it. E-Gardens, five stories each week like an old-fashioned garden section. Gardening this weekend where I point out the things you need to do that weekend. Uh, Also a featured plant of the week. I used to have a featured 
question of the week, but now I've expanded that greatly by allowing people to post questions. And of the 25 that uh, are posted, uh, I select those eight or ten that are of the greatest general interest, and I publish those with my answers. That's what eGardens is all about. I hope you'll take a look at it. I think you'll end up uh, signing up for it if you aren't already. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on the eGardens tab. You can see a recent issue of it there, and you sign up for it right beside it. eGardens at neilsperry.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. I have a couple of small trees I wanted to tell you about, and each of them is adapted to shade or part shade. Saucer magnolias bloom first in the spring. They're deciduous trees growing to 15 to 20 feet tall. They're actually large shrubs. Their three to four inch blooms resemble light purple or white tulips in very early spring. They do best given afternoon shade and ample moisture. They're best in northeast Texas, including the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They do not do well on shallow, alkaline, white rock soils. That saucer magnolia, some people call it tulip tree magnolia, but that's a bad name. That's a different tree. You want saucer magnolia. Japanese maples are small trees that must have protection from the hot afternoon sun. In Texas, there are several varieties. Many of them have purple foliage. Some of them have green. They must have the shade. They need moisture, and they're beautiful. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. All right, advanced foundation repair. We live on soil that is bizarre to say the least. It expands greatly when it's wet. It contracts mightily when it's dry. Um, I used to play golf. Not well. I used to, I used to attempt to play golf. And I played on golf courses that were public golf courses, and they were not very good. Uh, they had one sprinkler for the 18 holes, and that soil would crack, and I would lose my golf balls. I'd see them roll off into the cracks, and uh, it was pretty dreadful. Well, those same cracks can attack your foundation. If you have a foundation that is not properly constructed when the house is built, then you can have some real foundation issues. And the symptoms of those are cracks in the side wall, the, the brick and mortar, uh, hopefully not the brick, but the mortar joints, the tile floors, hopefully not the tile, but the grout and the, and the, and the mortar between the tiles, uh, the tape and bedwork of your house, the doors and windows that don't open and shut properly. Those are all places that you're likely to see evidences of, uh, of uh, foundation issues. That's when you need to call. When you're concerned is when you need to call Advanced Foundation Repair. Their home inspection is absolutely without charge or obligation. And uh, they will examine your house very, very carefully. It takes an hour to an hour and a half. And uh, they will uh, then be able to tell you if there are foundation problems that they have detected, what what they are, how extensive they are, and what it would cost to repair them. And uh, they don't put any pressure on you. If you decide to have them do the work, that work is guaranteed. It's done very quickly and carefully. And then they give you a guarantee that is good for the lifetime of the house, transferable owner to owner. It's just all great with advanced foundation repair. So I'm proud to recommend them to you. And I'm also very happy to tell you that we have used their services, so I speak from firsthand experience. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. On the web, foundationrepairs.com, plural. Foundationrepairs.com, Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Hey, it's Amy Shadwell from Real News and Information in the Morning. It's going to be a very hot weekend, so be sure to stay cool. You can do that by listening to our podcast inside at KLIF.com. We'll be back Monday morning at 5 a.m. on Real News and Information in the Morning, 5 to 9 a.m. on 570 KLIF. Visit my website, won't you please, at neilsperry.com. My name is spelled in alphabetic order, E-I-N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. I normally don't care how you spell my name. Uh, If it's close enough, I can hear it and recognize it. I'm fine with that. 
But when you go to a URL, you have to have it spelled right. I didn't buy all the possible combinations. So when you go to my website, you'll find a very special offer on my latest book, a very special offer. That's on Lone Star Gardening. That's the thirty-two ninety-five special offer. Yes, sir, I guess, and ma'am, I guess that is a special offer. You also will find uh, on my website, 1001 Frequently Asked Questions, you'll find the place to sign up for eGardens my electronic newsletter, and you'll find information on St. Augustine Diagnostics and Rose Rosette Virus, a lot of other things as well. All of that at neilsperry.com. I'm Michael Stone from Stone's Ace Hardware in Casa View. I own my Ace Hardware store because it's been in my family for over 50 years, and I'm proud to be a part of the Dallas community. And I'm proud that my team's there to serve you. We're Ace, the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Michael, very much. I asked him to say it that way. Just uh, why, why, why do you enjoy having your store? And he just took it from there. He is a nice man. I enjoy him very, very much. Let's go back to our phone lines now. We go to Lily in Plano. Lily, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hi, Neil. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Thanks for waiting on me. How can I help you? I have Asian jasmine in about a 10-foot circle underneath a large shade tree and I'm wanting to get rid of the Asian jasmine. I hacked at it with a pickaxe a while back and got, thought, you know, I did a pretty good job, but of course now the weather's warming up. It's, it's coming back. Is there a way other than going back at it, you know, just with a pickaxe and physically moving, removing it? Is there a way to, another way to get rid of it without any damage to the tree? Absolutely. Easily. Um, however, my question, what are you going to do there then now? When you take it out, well, I don't know. This this area really doesn't get much sun. I thought maybe, you know, seasonally some color like um, impatience or or something like that. Okay. Or am I better off not doing anything, just putting mulch? How how much of the jasmine is there now? It's starting to kind of fill back in everywhere. It's sparse, but it's you know it's coming back. It was okay. thick, um, and it's starting to pop up from whatever roots were left over. Okay. Um, a, a pick would have been my last choice as a tool. We're going to be friends when this conversation is over, okay? I, that's my goal. I, I right. promise. Um, I might not have done either of the things you did. I might have left the jasmine, and I, certainly if I was going to take it out, would not have used a pick. Let me, let me answer your question. Uh, the easiest way to get it out is probably to mow it or use a line trimmer mow it would probably be the my choice really close to the ground so i could see where the original plants were it does not root into the ground along its stems and so once you get it down close to the ground you can see that oh there's a plant right there and there was another one 18 inches away right there. i can see the pattern that they planted on checkerboard i see them all and then you can take a sharpshooter shovel and just pop them out of the ground I make it sound very simple, and maybe it's a little harder than that, but I don't think it's much harder than that. Well, um, so I'm the I'm the guilty culprit of planting these a while back, and I don't know. I probably bought a couple of flats of 12 each. But now, you know, it filled in kind of solid, so it's kind of hard to tell where the original plant was. Well, you'll be able to when you mow it down because there won't be anything left but, but the stems coming up out of the ground. I'm talking about mow it to half an inch tall or an inch tall. Okay. You may have to do it in a couple of passes with your mower to get it down that low, but but you can do it. Um, that's option one. Option two is to take a, a well-sharpened heavy hoe and, and drag it across, put pressure on it and drag it across the soil when the soil's fairly dry and, and just cut it off that way. I don't like that idea as much. I'll tell you option three, which is something I've done all my life, and the orthopedic surgeons love me for it, is I take my nursery spade, my flat-bladed nursery spade, and I shove it parallel to the ground through a sod or through Asian jasmine beds and sever it, and I'll just use my knee to push it. That's why they love me, because they get work out of it. <laughs> so, but that's, that's another way. It's easy to cut. Uh, and then you can rototill very lightly, maybe an inch deep or two inches deep, and, and that'll pull the, the roots up. It's the easiest of all the ground covers to get up because it doesn't root all up and down the stems. Now, to my other answer that, that I have to say in a way that we will remain friends, 
I probably would not have done what you've done, although I, I have other ground covers I like better in shaded areas because uh, Asian jasmine turns brown in the cold. But I, I probably would have considered putting some um, stepping stones in there, some co- just concrete round stepping stones in maybe three of them in, in nice places and putting pots on top of them with, with my seasonal color with begonias or impatience and and leaving the jasmine there and uh, not going to all this trouble and just uh, because it's it's kind of you're going to have to work up that soil for the impatience and rototill and put organic matter in it's going to be a lot more work and you will have to rototill deeper than more deeply than a couple of inches well it appears it might not be too late because the jasmine is coming back that's why (laughs) i asked i was hoping so are we still friends did i accomplish that (laughs) yeah we're we're okay just checking just checking no it's all good yeah i mean maybe maybe that's what i'll do um we do have some live in an area where copperhead snakes you know, come around sometimes, and I'm just trying I do to too. I not do encourage. Too. You know, or no, give I understand them. that, but but you'd you'd have them anyway. I have uh, mondo grass over about a oh half an acre or a quarter acre at least of our property, and and that's not where where the copper. That's not where I see them. It's not where we find them. Maybe they're there, but we don't we don't encounter them there. They're out other places, and we haven't seen any for a year or two. We have. Uh, feral cats that come through our property i better run but hopefully that helps okay thank you it does you're wonderful thanks for the call all right folks let me tell you about my book neil spray's lone star gardening it's uh, available to you at 32.95 that's an incredible price and that's because i'm trying to clear out the fifth printing copies that i have and when i run out of those the price will go up to 38.95 for the sixth printing that's what the uh, supply chain thing has done Uh, This is a book that covers all aspects of outdoor gardening, lawns, landscapes, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. It'll be a signed copy. The book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You you need to buy it from my website or by calling my office. 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. It's a hardback, and like I say, I sign every copy as it sells. Uh, If you would like to get it, it'll come with a satisfaction guarantee or I'll refund every penny that you spend. Sold 75,000 copies to date, not one request for a refund. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, written for every county in the great state of Texas. Here are the two ways you can buy it. Call my office Monday through Friday business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it right now while you're thinking of it at my website, at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. At Lance Landscape Lighting, our certified electricians and designers can upgrade your outdoor lights, even vintage fixtures, to energy-efficient LED technology with just the right balance of warm and cool lights. Lance will illuminate the distinctive features of your home from every angle, every night. Let Lens create a nightscape that no matter how you look at it, makes your home shine. Lens Landscape Lighting, we light the way you live. For more info, go to LensLighting.com. LensLighting.com. I'll tell you, Ellen, they are really good. Let me tell you, the Lens Landscape Lighting people. Let me tell you about Wortham Brothers Roofing Company as well. They're equally good. We had a Wortham Brothers roof put on our house about four years ago. Folks, I cannot recommend any company any more highly. They will work with you to get you the best roof for your dollar. You get an insurance settlement, they'll get every last ounce of quality out of that settlement to help you. They may recommend that you upgrade just a little bit on the quality of the roof they did with us. They uh, took us to the, uh, the the heavier weight roof. They said you'll you'll make it back in a year or two on the savings with insurance, and we have. They uh, suggested continuous ridge vents. Didn't know anything about them. They said you'll save it with the uh, air conditioning bills in the summer, and we have. They are great. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company serving the entire North Texas area, and with the experience of 100,000 roofs installed. Yikes, that's a lot of roofs installed, all kinds of roofs. Talk to them. Let them come look at your roof, see if you need repairs or replacement. 972 
562-5788, wbroofing.com. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5788. I'm Alan from Justin Ace Hardware. When you need reliable garden or plant help, come by and ask for D. We're Ace, the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Alan, very, very much. Nice people. I want to tell you now, Lynn and I are very, very proud of our grandson, Joseph, and his love of music. I have asked Joseph to compose a short, cheerful piece that I could use to introduce our pastor, Tommy Brummett. And that's what you're hearing right now. It's the first time any of Joseph's music has ever aired. And nice to have it here going to let it play for just a moment. Joseph is listening right now. Thank you, Joseph. Pastor Tommy Brummett is with the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, and he joins us every Saturday, unless he has something else going on pastor-wise. Pastor, how are you? I am doing well, and, and let me tell you, I know the composer of that energetic music right there. That's exactly right. You can get an autograph sometime. I can do that. Hey, That's that was a lot of fun. Tell if Joseph is listening, well done, Joseph. God bless you. Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. Tommy is with First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. He is our pastor, and uh, you can uh, join us in person or at sharingtheheart.org. The live stream of, of Tommy's uh, service uh, is at uh, 10.05 at that website at sharingtheheart.org. And what what will your sermon be tomorrow, Tommy? So we're still in the Easter season. It's the 50 days of Easter, and we're talking about the resurrection stories. And this Sunday, we're going to talk about um, Jesus fixing breakfast on the beach uh, for the disciples and, and the question that he asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? Peter says, yes, I do. Uh, Jesus says, then feed my sheep. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that encounter on the shore of Galilee. Tommy, it has been so nice to be back in the church and hear the music and hear you in person. It's nice online. It's better in person, you know. We, we are we are so blessed to be back in person, and and what a gift we have every Sunday. Old friends returning. We have new friends visiting and coming to worship for the first time. Uh, it's an exciting time at First United Methodist Church, and we are so blessed that we can worship in person, and we continue uh, to worship online and have so many people uh, gather with us online from all over the Metroplex, around the state, and across the United States. We have people in foreign countries uh, join us on Sunday mornings, and we're, we're just so blessed for the technology, but you're right, Neil. It's good to be in person again. Yeah, it's it's just the best, and we have a, a church that we have have uh, nurtured in Melissa, and uh, all of that information is on our website at sharingtheheart.org. The youth program is at sharingtheheart.org. The contemporary service, all that information, everything at sharingtheheart.org. Tommy, the one thing that isn't at sharingtheheart.org is information about Merlin, the app that you told me about last week, and that thing is awesome from the Cornell Ornith- Ornithology Lab. I downloaded that. It took a while because that's a big app, and it's wonderful. So I tested it, and it identified the uh, Carolina warbler, uh, Carolina wren, I mean, uh, spot on, sitting right over my head. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is It is so fun. I downloaded it last week, too, uh, after our conversation or and, and uh, talking with a, a good member of my church page said, you've got to try this one out. And so we, we checked it out, and yes, it is so easy to use. If you hear birdsong, uh, you, can, you can click the microphone, and it will tell you exactly what you're listening to. And that is, that is so fun. That's a, a different way, a unique way, and a fun way to identify birds by listening. Folks, it asks you to identify where you are, what part of the United States you're in. I, it, it, it may be other well, I saw somebody ask, does it work in Europe also? But anyway, uh, you, you enter uh, Texas in the southwest, and that's how it has that head start. And then I got a note with a, a short video that lets you enter five 
answers to questions. I don't remember all five of the questions. I looked at the video last night, and I kept getting nudged by Lynn saying, it's time to go to bed. She's trying to go to sleep. <laughs> and and it, 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 where did you see the bird? And, and this bird that they were using in their example was sitting on a wire. And, and that was one of the options, sitting on a fence, as opposed to in the water or uh, on, on a house or whatever. Um, how large is the bird? And they showed you four different sizes, and you clicked in between one, larger than a sparrow, for example. Um, what month is it? Uh, so if it's a migratory bird, that would tell you. And uh, what colors? And they give you a series of colors. You can choose up to three. And, and it identified the bird. This was in Ithaca, New York, so I didn't know that bird. But uh, anyway, that's, it's just a fabulous. That was Merlin again. Good old Merlin. That's, uh, Cornell is the repository of, of all the Audubon stuff, I guess. Is that right, Tommy? Right. They are, they are the major uh, ornithology lab uh, in the United States. Of course, you can study that many places, but they are, they are the ones that people turn to. They provide the Merlin information, and they are just tremendous uh, help for those of us who love birds, who love science, who love nature and care about the world around us. And so we're blessed to be able to use our technology. Uh, this, this Merlin uh, app is so friendly, so easy to use, a great way uh, to so get powerful. started birding. Yeah, so mm-hmm. powerful. I almost uh, took a Ph.D. at Cornell, and I, I'm so lucky I didn't. Uh, they're smart up there. <laughs> and I don't think I would have made that one. <laughs> <laughs> Smartness. Beautiful it's country. cold up there. It's, yeah, it's, it's colder than little. Texas. <laughs> just a little. All right. So this is Pastor Tommy Brummett, and we, we all welcome you. Tommy most especially welcomes you to First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, sharingtheheart.org. And uh, don't be surprised if he pops in with a comment about a bird or two that he has just uh, seen somewhere on one of his trips. So uh, if it's a Big Bend or Detroit or Haiti or wherever it is, he's likely to be looking for birds. Oh, we're blessed by the beauty of creation all around us. It helps us stay connected to God and it helps us take care of one another. So God bless you, Neil. I hope you have a great day and we'll see you in church. You got it. You surely will. And we'll uh, be back in touch on the pecan tree, Tommy. Have a great day. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. Bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, folks, that's it for today. I'll be back tomorrow morning. Mike Bass and I will over at uh, the sister station, WBAP. That's 820 on your AM dial. I know you have an AM dial because you're listening to me right now. And uh, also, I want to thank our grandson, Joseph, for his piece of music and uh, his hard work. He just sent me that this week. Says, is this what you had in mind? I said, absolutely. So we're proud of Joseph. I enjoy being with you on Saturdays here, and I hope that we're a regular part of your Saturday activity. If uh, if we are, please stop in at your local Ace Hardware and let them know that you appreciate their sponsorship. Until next Saturday, thanks for listening. Happy gardening. <music>